Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Sports-related concussion is a hot topic in the media and in medicine. It's a common injury that's likely underreported by pediatric and adolescent athletes. My guest today is Dr. Mark Halstead. He's a Washington University pediatric sports medicine specialist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Halstead. Give a working definition of concussion. What is it? Yeah, so it's an injury to the brain. Um, one of the things that I think gets confused a lot about concussions, we don't want to call it a um, uh, a trouble where there's bleeding or swelling or bruising in the brain. It's really a functioning problem in the brain, and that's where the symptoms come from. So it's a traumatic brain injury. And so what are the most common reasons for concussion? So usually sports uh, take the cake for that, but um, we certainly see them from falls. We see them from playground accidents, but mostly what I deal with are the sports-related concussions. So who would notice concussion in a student-athlete? Would that be the coach, the parents, the athlete, or maybe the other athletes on the field? Yeah, I think it could be anybody. Uh, you know, certainly if the person is at the event and something has happened, usually we hope that the coach would recognize that. And if the parent's there, maybe the parent would recognize that the child just doesn't seem to be doing things normally. Uh, they may be slow to get up after a hit, as an example. Um, yeah. Sometimes the athletes themselves, although unfortunately sometimes the athletes don't even recognize that what they're experiencing are a concussion. They may think, oh, I just have a little bit of uh, headache, and then they, they go on to keep playing, unfortunately, and that, that can lead to other consequences and a longer recovery. And so, um, But, you know, it could be a referee. Uh, it could be a medical provider that's there, such as an athletic trainer or the physician that may be covering the event. And Dr. Halstead, as a sports medicine specialist, do you see that either students or their parents or even the coaches might feel that the equipment keeps them safe? And is this a myth that the equipment can really protect against concussion? Yeah, the interesting thing about uh, equipment is that, you know, we would assume, well, well, let's put more protective gear on and that's going to help keep the injury from happening. But the three most common sports to get concussions are football, ice hockey, and lacrosse when we look at them in male sports. And so the common denominator there for all three of those sports is they're all helmeted sports. So if the helmet or the protective gear was so great, those should actually not be our three most common sports to get a concussion in. And so so we get concerned, obviously, when we say, let's go out and buy the newest and greatest helmet. This one's going to help. Let's get a headband for soccer. Um, that's going to help. And so if a big hard helmet isn't going to help prevent from a concussion, a little band of air around uh, a child's head isn't going to help either. And there's research to show that that really doesn't make a difference. There's research also to show that you know, whether a helmet is a new helmet, whether it's a refurbished helmet, whatever manufacturer or model that's out there, that there's really not any significant difference in what symptoms that that athlete will experience after their concussion or their duration of recovery. And so, so really, it's, it's the hard part is preventing the brain from moving in the skull, and, and external devices probably aren't going to be our answer for that. So what are some of the symptoms and red flags? What are we supposed to notice as parents? And what do you want the pediatrician to know about recognizing these symptoms? Yeah, so headache is by far the most common symptom that we get from a concussion, and sometimes it gets hyper-focused on as far as the headache alone, but when we see athletes for a concussion, we have them fill out what's called a symptom checklist, and there's 22 different symptoms that we ask about, so, so they're not 
all going to experience uh, those, and athletes may experience them in different uh, different degrees of severity. So certainly headache is the number one, but there are some concussions that happen that don't even produce a headache. Um, they can have dizziness. They can have difficulty concentrating. They can have sensitivity to light and noise. Uh, they may develop some sleep difficulties. They may be excessively tired or have a hard time getting to sleep. Um, our red flags always are the worst headache that that person can experience or progressively worsening headache that's not improving with rest. Um, episodes of throwing up. And so, so you know, episodes of emesis, I usually, I, I have in my practice, I call what's the two puke rule. So if they've thrown up more than twice, that's someone that I think that needs to get evaluated further in the ER. Um, if they have any um, uh, uh, focal neurologic signs, so maybe weakness in an extremity, uh, they have numbness and tingling in an extremity after the concussion, those are all signs that something more may be going on than just a concussion and certainly reasons that that person needs to get uh, get seen sooner rather than later. Episodes of loss of consciousness, and one of the myths with concussions is that you have to have had a loss of consciousness to get a concussion, and that only happens in less than 10% of concussions. So, so if it does happen, especially if it's a prolonged loss of consciousness, we're talking minutes at a time, that is definitely somebody that should get evaluated. But a very brief, short loss of consciousness that doesn't have any other red flags probably doesn't need to get seen immediately. So should parents take their kids to the pediatrician if it's determined on the field by the coach or whatever that some of these symptoms are present? Well, if it's an athlete, most states now, in fact, actually all 50 states, have have a law in place that if they are involved with high school sports, in some states it replies to other sports, club sports, um, middle school sports, grade school sports, uh, that there has to be written clearance by a healthcare professional who's trained in the management of concussions before they can go back to play. Now, that'll vary from state to state, so you really have to be familiar with your own state laws um, as far as who is allowed to clear the person and what requirements they have and what, what levels uh, those written requirements are at. As an example, I'm in Missouri, and so, so right now it's just applies to high school athletes in, in high school sports um, in the public schools. And so, so other ones don't necessarily have to get cleared, but certainly we would encourage them to that. There's nothing different about a concussion that happens from club sports, and we certainly want that athlete to be safe and, and recovered before they go back to play. And when do you think it's necessary to be referred to a specialist? Um, I think that's, uh, for referring to a specialist, I really think it's a comfort factor for uh, the individual who's evaluating them. Um, uh, I have plenty of pediatricians in town here who are, are, are very comfortable with managing concussions initially and, and following them through recovery, and some that just would rather have a specialist look at them right off the bat. Um, certainly, I would say if an athlete's not recovering after three or four weeks or if they're having real severe symptoms that are, don't seem to be getting better um, with, with typical recommendations for resting from physical activity, being in school, but with adjustments, if those things aren't really helping the kid improve, I think that is certainly uh, something that should be seen by a specialist. Certainly also, if an athlete has had multiple concussions in their lifetime, I think that also is important for a specialist to evaluate the person to see if there are some particular risk factors or modifiable things uh, that w- that would make that person more prone to get concussions and when is the appropriate time to maybe suggest for that athlete they should stop playing contact sports, as an example. And what would you like pediatricians to tell the parents about returning to play, returning to school, and what they should do while the child is recovering? Yeah, so so for returning to school, first of all, one one of the unfortunate things I hear a lot of is is pediatricians recommending don't go back to school until you're headache free. That is absolutely not what we want uh, to be recommended to kids. It is perfectly fine to be in school. In fact, there's research to show that actually kids that get back into school sooner, but with adjustments in school to help them through the school day, recover quicker and have less symptoms than the kids that are told to stay home and rest. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with them being in school. 
being in school and making the brain work does not make the concussion worse. The concussion was what happened during the playing time when they had that episode, um, but it may make them feel a little bit worse, but it's not worsening the injury. So, so we can't have these kids be back in school as far as getting back into physical activity and their normal sports. So, so to be released to full activity, um, two things need to happen. So one is the athlete needs to be feeling back to their normal self, both in and out of school if they are at a time of the year when school is in session. Um, and then also we recommend them going through what's called a return to play progression. And the American Academy of Pediatrics and there's various other organizations out there um, have specific guidelines on how that should be conducted. Um, but usually it's a five-day process of returning to play before they go back to sports. It's not one week headache free and then they can go back. They can start that when they've reached a full day feeling their normal selves, uh, them, uh, their normal selves, and then we absolutely um, put them through that progression, which is a gradual increase in exercise and in demands for that sport to make sure that their symptoms don't return. And are there any adjuvants to treatment that you'd like to recommend, as such as NSAIDs or anything that the pediatrician can tell the parent they shouldn't or should use? Yeah, so as far as medications go, I don't have any big opposition to parents or uh, pediatricians recommending some Tylenol ibuprofen. I'm not a fan of recommending scheduled medicines because, number one, I don't expect most of those medications to help. And most of the kids that we see when we ask them, are they really helping? They really don't make a big difference in their headache because the ibuprofen, Tylenol, it doesn't really make the brain function any better. So it typically doesn't do a good job for concussion headaches. Um, some of that may get improved if, if uh, with the concussion, um, the child has an associated neck strain, so that's very common. So, so I do get very aggressive with sending kids to physical therapy uh, uh, soon after uh, their injury if they have been identified to have any neck component of their uh, injury uh, because that actually can generate some of the headaches too just from cervicogenic headaches. Um, but otherwise, we're not typically recommending a lot of medication for these kids. We do recommend modifications for their schoolwork. Uh, we do recommend that they keep on a normal sleep schedule. We try and discourage lots and lots of sleep um, because once kids get out of their normal sleep cycles, that can actually have an effect on how they feel throughout the day and may maybe have them have difficulty with having more troubles with sleep. So, so we do try and keep kids on normal bedtimes, normal wake-up times. We do also encourage them to keep on their normal nutrition, their normal hydration throughout the day. Uh, in order to help their recovery. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Halstead, with your best advice for pediatricians on recognizing the signs and symptoms and when to refer to a specialist in the case of concussion. Yeah, so I think, again, it's one of those things that it, concussion is a difficult process. I mean, even five, ten years ago, um, recommendations that we have now are, are oftentimes different than what may have been recommended five or ten years ago. It's an ever-changing field, and as we learn more about the injury, uh, I think it's just important to try and stay current and, and keep up with what's being recommended. You know, we don't recommend, you know, lock the kid into a room in a dark room and keep them in that room until they're, they're symptom-free. That's not something that we do. In fact, actually, sometimes we'll even encourage a little bit of light cardio activity as they start to improve before we get them back into things. Um, so it's really just managing and making sure that evaluating them for the headache, not asking just about headache alone. Uh, I encourage pediatricians to use symptom checklists to help with their, their um, clinical assessments with kids, uh, making sure they don't have any ab ab abnormalities on their neurologic exam when they do have the assessment with them, and then um, definitely making sure that they're following appropriate return-to-play policies. And tell us about your team. Why is St. Louis Children's Hospital so great to work with? 
Yeah, so we, we have a, a great team with uh, young athletes. So we have actually a group called the Young Athlete Center. And so obviously concussions are a part of what we do there. And so there's uh, several of us who take care of concussions through the Young Athlete Center. And then we have other specialists, um, including our orthopedic surgeons, um, our physical therapists, and then those of us uh, like myself who are the non-surgeons in the group who, who take care of uh, pretty much everything related to the athlete. And so, so we've got a great team that helps kind of take care of the whole athlete rather than just one specific injury. Uh, we can take care of them from prevention things all the way up through their, their injury and their recovery. And if, uh, God forbid, they needed a surgery for their injury from sports, we have people that can help them with that as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.